0: BLOCK TALK RADIO Good morning
1: BLOCK TALK RADIO audience this is Brother Plum we are just here on this Veterans Day weekend we just ask that you just we would just want to thank our veterans for their service and just hope that they're in a sound state of mind and just enjoy life to the fullest at this stage I just say my name is Brother Plum I'm here with My host, Evangelist Clay, and we are on God's sacred word, presenting you a program. Here again, I'd like to open in prayer so that we can get started on the right foot. Almost a loving and gracious God, so we just thank you for life, strength, and health. We thank you, dear God, for the bountiful blessings which you dispense freshly each and every day. We just ask you, God, you will just continue to lead, guide, and direct us in everything that we do all in service to you. We know, dear Lord, that you are our Lord and our God, and we just thank you and we love you. This morning, dear God, we just ask that you would just touch the heart of our listeners and just bless them that your word may penetrate their hard hearts, dear God, and just let your will be done in our lives so that we can do only you can do in our lives to be our Lord and our Savior. In these precious name, we do pray. I just say good morning. We are here to present program. We have Evangelist Clay. He will be in the book of Romans and he will do Romans chapter 6 and 7. Now I'll do 8 through 11. But at this time, I present to you Evangelist
0: Clay. Hello, there, Blog Talk Radio listeners. We're going to start by giving honor and praise to God first for guiding us in our God's sacred word Bible study, along with thanking Minister Joel Lewis, our program manager, and Granny's Place for granting uh, God's sacred word this opportunity. You can also join our group with God's sacred word on Facebook at Peace Keep God First. First is written 1ST, and there you'll find the questions. And you can post your questions and your comments on uh, God's sacred words, or you'll find a variety of quotes, recipes, exotic flowers, jokes, and so much more to enjoy. So check us out. Now let's get into our list. Okay, as you know, that this week we're in the book of Romans, as uh, Brother Plum has said. Next week, we will close the book of Romans with chapters 12 through 16. Now, in chapter 6 and 7, Paul is explaining to the Roman Christians about the law in Jesus, and sanctification, and in chapter 6, Paul is closing the teaching of justification where God declares believing sinners righteous. And you can find this in Romans 3 and 20 and Romans 5 and 21. When we as reborn Christians repent of our sins, they're placed on uh, Jesus Christ's shoulder who paid for our sins through his shedding of blood. And he died on the cross for us who believe in him, which makes us just before God, and our sins are forgiven. And he moves on teaching them of sanctification, where every believer is sanctified and set apart unto God by justification. And we're declared holy, and we're identified as saints, while the Holy Spirit keeps of Christ-like through God's word. Now, it's very important for us to have an understanding of God's word. Um, let me give you a bit of advice before reading your Bible. Always ask God for understanding of what you're reading. And it is good to use a Bible study book, or a commentary for a better understanding of God's word. These three things can be most helpful to you when you're reading God's word in the Bible. Now back to our list. Okay. A change was taking place by God. Since the Jews rejected Jesus, they rejected the prophets. The word of God wasn't being used. Most of them didn't live by the law and now the Jews were having favor with God, caused a big commotion. And they used the law as one of the crutches for them to lean on against Paul's teaching, rejecting it. In 6 and 7, Paul was confronting the issue to the Roman church that the law was given for us to recognize sin. Without the law, We wouldn't have even known sin. And now, since Jesus had died for our sins, and we, the believers who are baptized into Christ, are no longer condemned by the law, but we repent our sins and are forgiven to Jesus by our Father. And for this reason, we're justified and sanctified by God. When we became a part of Jesus, our sins died with Jesus, and we became new creatures in Christ. And just as Christ died and went to heaven, so were we. In chapter 6, verse 12 through 14, it says, Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin has no uh, dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but you're under grace. And then we go to verse 23, and it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then we go to chapter 7, and he explains that we live by the law, but we aren't under the law anymore. And he gives the example of married people uh, remarrying. If one of the spouses dies, he says, the other is eligible to marry again without committing adultery. But marrying with a spouse still alive is adultery. And so it is the law and Christ. We have become dead to the law through the body of Christ and remarried to Christ instead of the law. We've been delivered and dead to condemnation from the law And now we serve in the newness of the spirit, given by grace through God. A change had taken place. And the people needed to get with the program. Because when God speaks, his word doesn't change. They could argue 365 days a year. But God's word wasn't changing, and it's still in place today. Do you remember the? Satanic temple, who had the laws, the Ten Commandments removed from in front of the courthouse? And do you remember the atheist, Madeline O'Hare, along with others who had the prayer taken up school? They are examples of non believers of Christ. So they aren't protected with justification and sanctification. They aren't saved by Christ through our Heavenly Father because they aren't believers in Christ. But if they get baptized and receive acceptance of Christ, yes, they will be saved, the same as Paul and the same as you and me. And let me leave you over and over again, making it an everyday sin to continue to have grace in our lives. No, repentance means to feel sorrow, for an act committed and to change one's life for the better. Grace is given by God, and no merits of sin are needed to keep that grace. When we go to 7 and 25, it says, Paul says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the the law of sin. So what is Paul saying? He's saying, yes, my mind is with God. I've been reborn, but the carnal man in me, the flesh, still desires wrongful things of the world. This struggle of our mind and our flesh punts us each and every day, and this is where the Holy Spirit comes in and he works within us. My question to you is, when we continue to commit the same sin on a daily basis, are we mocking God? That is something that we need to think about. Now, Brother Plum, a man of God, sufficient in the Bible, is coming to give us the rest of the story. Welcome, uh, Brother Plum.
1: Thank you, Evangelist Clay, and we'll just, we'll continue in that same vein we were talking about, i say, the latter part of it, is sanctification. Sanctification is God's righteousness demonstrated in our lives, I said, the lesson God's righteousness from the na- from the nation of Israel basically 9 to 11 past chosen by a sovereign God that was 9 1 through 29 Israel's presence Israel's seek the righteousness of, of works rejected the righteousness of Christ that's 9 30 through 10 21 Israel's future the, nature, the nation will ultimately be restored by God. If these were all set up previously. As if we have looked at justification and the sanctification of the soul. But what about the body? Romans 8 gives us the answer. Here Paul shows us that while we were still in this life, the body remains unredeemed. But the fact that the spirit has been justified and the soul is being sanctified is a guarantee that God will one day redeem and glorify the body as well. When we enter at last into the presence of Christ, we shall stand perfect in body, soul, and spirit before him. That is the exalting thought. That erupts into a great tremendous anthem of praise at the close of this chapter. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angel or demons, angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor death. No, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord that's Romans 8 37-39 in chapter 9 through 11 Paul answers many of the questions that naturally arise from the careful consideration of his argument in the first eight chapters in Romans 9 He deals with the issue of God's sovereignty, including the paradoxical fact that human beings have free will at the same time that God, in his sovereignty, chooses us. The question of election and predestination, that God is unfair if he does not choose to save all people. But the fact is that our entire race is already lost in Adam. We have no right to be saved, no right to question God's choice, no right at all. It is the, it is only God's grace that saves us, and we have no right to complain to God that some are saved while others are lost. In Romans 10, Paul linked the sovereignty of God with the moral responsibility and of man. God chooses, but so do we. And the great spiritual paradox of free will and predestination is that while God has chosen us, we have also chosen him. All people have the same free will, which operates in harmony with God, sovereign predestination. In some mysterious way. That is beyond our understanding. Salvation is a choice of faith. Paul observed the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart that who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring down, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith. We are proclaiming that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess And are saved here again, that's Romans 10, 6 through 10. So you need not climb up to heaven to bring Christ down or go down to the grave to bring him up from the dead, which is what you would have to do in order to be saved by your own effort. It cannot be done. The word is always in your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Only believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Romans 11 says, in Romans 11, as it say, Paul shows us that even if God set aside Israel for a time in order that grace might do its work among the Gentiles, so God has completely set aside the flesh, the fallen nature so that we may learn what God will do for us and through us. When we freely admit that without Christ we can do nothing and when we live our lives accordingly totally depends upon him then we discover that we can do all things through him who strengthens us Here again, that's Philippians 4, 13. And what an amazing discovery that is. Pride, therefore, is our greatest temptation and our cruelest enemy. Someday, even our flesh will serve God by his grace. Our glorified flesh. In the day when creation is freed from its bondage to sin, and the Son of God stands for in, resurrect, in res- resurrection bodies. Then, even that which was once rejected shall demonstrate the power of wisdom in God. But here again, that's a great dissertation, and it shows great care that I, I evangelize a lot in dealing with these people out in the public. But I said I use the Roman road as a that's my guideline. I'll always emphasize the ability to sin. The Bible says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. See, this is right there for them. I'll ask them, Is sin in the world? Do we have death in the world? Because of sin there is death. So you can't deny that fact. But yet instead the penalty for sin is death. Who wanna pay sin's penalty? You want to pay or will you accept Christ's penalty for dying for you? And they say that was the beauty of it. They said, while we were yet in our sin, Christ died for you. He didn't wait for you to clean up your act or do something different than what you know what was required, but that's what you did. that's what he did for us because of his great love for us, He was willing to die for us. that I always flip the card and ask. He was willing to die for us, but are you willing to live for him? That is a great choice that, no pride in our lives and to emphasize the fact that, hey, I can handle my life better than you. Here again, we are trying to deny the creation of Almighty. He made us. He knows everything about us. He knows the end from the beginning. But yet and still, we want to say, I can do the better thing. Here again, I always think about the analogy of the potter and the clay. Here again, the clay is in the potter's hand. He molds and shapes and develops whatever he wants to do. Do you think the clay could scream back and say, hey, I want to be second to it. I don't want to be this. It doesn't work that way. Your creator shapes everything about your life. He knows what's best for you, and he only gives us the best. But I said, are you willing to accept that fact? Most of the time we think that we have a better plan and that better plan does not work, people, but getting still we want to say it does and as a consequence we you know, we want to emphasize what we want to do and we just don't What I say, we just we truly don't trust Christ. The bottom line is we trust ourselves more than we trust Christ. We are made in the image of him. He made us like he wanted us to be as a matter of fact, each of us has a purpose in life, that I can't do what you were supposed to be doing, and you can't do what I'm supposed to be doing. It's an individual thing. He called you for a purpose, and we are to exercise that purpose. As a matter of fact, the graveyard is full of potential. It had a whole lot of potential, but these people failed to realize what that potential was. And as a consequence, they didn't do it. But as say, we have an opportunity in this day and time to be that obedient servant that he's called us to be. And I said, why would we not want to be obedient to God? That he knows everything. As I say, he knows the beginning from the end. And a, we have a short window that we look through called the present. And that's, a, that's all we have is right here. But he knows when it starts. And when it's going in, he knows exactly when this time is coming. But we don't. So as a consequence, all we have to do is just live within this small window of time. That's one thing I used to say about the film. I said, you go to a funeral and say, it's all about the dash. You were born here, you got the dash, and you died here. It's, what did you do in that dash? How did you live your life? And what did you do, do in that time? But as you say, the ideal of it is, Romans 10 and 9 just specifies right, like, possibly clear. It says that if ye shall confess with thy mouth, Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Not you could be, you would be, but you shall be. That's a done deal. But with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confesses, confession is made unto salvation. And that's as simple as you can go get, folks. It's going to be right down to that. Are you willing to trust Christ, or do you want to keep on trusting yourself? I said, just think about the heavens. When God flung the stars up in the sky, he did not have a repairman to go out and adjust this star, or adjust this sun, or whatever it is. It's done. Never to be adjusted again. But everything that man touches or produces needs some, some fixing, some tinkering, or some updating. But God, God' word stands forever. It doesn't change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it, you know, that's in concrete folk. But I just say even when God was working with the children of Israel way back when I said he gave the ten commandments on stone. But I say, Look, I'm gonna put it in your heart on the flesh part of your heart and not not be made in stone anymore. But as you say it's in you. We are in the world by the Holy Spirit, folk, and we are led by and directed by that spirit. And we just here again, let's open ourselves up to God. Allow him to work in and through us every day, not someday. But I just say that's why you have to, when you get up in the morning, clothe yourself in the righteousness of God and just let him direct your life. You can't. I said you just mess up everything you touch. But in in due time, folks, he just asked that you, just trust me that I pass out a card daily. as, as, as my evangelistic too. It says, Trust me, I have everything under control. Not something, but everything. And he just asked you
0: to put it in his
1: hand. Open your heart and your mind to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you will in turn reap the benefits of all this bountiful blessing which he dispensed freshly. Each and every day, he doesn't have any leftovers, man. Those things that happened yesterday will be no good to you today. God dispenses freshly, daily. Those things that's required. A couple of minutes
0: more closing.
1: Thank you for your time, and I want to thank you for my presentation. We go back to Evangelist Clay for a close up, and all right. Let me close out in prayer, for Thank you again for this time. We thank you for this effort. And again, I want to remind our veterans that they might have the peace of God and just have that thank you for your service to God. We are all veterans in this category, and we just thank you for the time served and just ask that you just bless us continuously as we go through this process called life, knowing that it's a struggle to God, but in you there is peace. And we just thank you for it and just allow your will to be done in our lives so that we might be the servants you call us to be and just thank you father for all you've done and just continue to shower us with all your bountiful blessings so that we might enjoy the benefits of the fruit of our labor as we give all praise and honor to you in jesus name we pray
0: okay before we close i just want to remind you to uh Go on Facebook and check out God's Sacred Word. We're on Facebook at Peace Keep God First. And remember, first is written one And you will find the questions and answers to this talk show. And just check out our page because there's a lot to see. And I really think you will enjoy it. We're going to close out and we will see you next week. Okay. Bye. Have a very blessed day. Thank you.
1: Have
0: a good day. We always uh get up at 19 seconds.